the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In today's episode, we're talking about one of the great spiritual disciplines of a believer's life, and it's the discipline of fasting. Can I start with Americans love food? You know what? So do I. In fact, I started a tradition. I didn't realize it was a tradition until my wife brought it up because this will be the second time. But in November, I'm going to take my high school son to a Brazilian steakhouse. And his idea was, Dad, if they're going to walk around with meat on a stick, as long as my cart is green, I want to go back. And so we've now started a tradition. I love Brazilian steakhouses. I love food. And truth is, before my next show, uh, the NFL kickoff will, will take place. Next Thursday is the first game. Uh, and then a week from tomorrow is the NFL season will be in full swing. And it just makes me think of Super Bowl food. What's been great about the NFL is over the course of time, Super Bowl food has turned into Monday night football food which has turned into Sunday night football food, which has turned into Thursday night football food. Do you see where I'm going? And as long as you're having those kinds of meals and snacks around football, we throw in some college football on Saturday, and our entire approach to diets can be out the window. Now, I'm really working hard at eating eating well and healthy and trying to be healthy, but I have to say I also have a, a love for desserts. It's been a while, but my wife makes this s'mores dessert, and I've mastered the art of sneaking some of the dessert out of the dish and then spreading it in such a way that you can't tell that I have visited the dessert. And I have been caught more than once sneaking that dessert, but uh, I guess it's probably poor behavior to do that. But my goodness, it's a great dessert. As I think about food, think about football. I think about the Thanksgiving time and, and what I, I love, one of my favorite meals of all time is a turkey dinner. And, and what's interesting is I feel like I need to, to not eat for about a week after I have a good turkey dinner. Now, I've said all of this to say this show is not about food. <laughs> it's actually about fasting. Sometimes we fast and, and we, we fast eating or we don't eat because we're going to have blood work done. But I'm thinking about 
not a medical fast as much as I am a week-long fast or a 40-day fast or a lunch fast or what I would say is a spiritual fast. The definition of fasting is eating sparingly or abstaining from food altogether. If you think about a medical fast, a medical fast can detoxify your body. There's healthy fasting, intermittent fasting. But spiritual fasting might entail setting aside activities as well as the intake of food and replacing those activities with the exercise of prayer or a preoccupation with spiritual concerns. The New Testament word is translated fasting. It literally means one who is not eaten or one who is empty. See, fasting is about emptying yourself and then being filled with the presence of God. There are four types of fasting that I'll mention to you right here and right now. One would be a partial fast. So as we start to talk about fasting, I want us to think in terms of spiritual fasting. And then one of the ways we can practice that is through a partial fast. This is when we would limit our diet through the amount of food that we're allowing, or maybe we say, I'm not going to have coffee, or I'm not going to eat red meat, or, or something like that. It's a, a partial fast. The second type of fast is what I would call a normal fast. That's when there's no intake of food at all for a prescribed period of time, but you might take in liquid, so a liquid diet only, if you will. I'll use the word diet, a liquid fast. So there's a partial fast and a normal fast. A third type of fast is what I would call an absolute fast. That would be total abstinence from any type of food, any liquids, or anything at all. And then the last kind of fast that I would mention would be a variation fast. This is a fast that might not include food or It might not include only food. You might fast from listening to iTunes or watching television or something of of that nature. And I want to say there's probably more than one biblical perspective on fasting. But I want us to keep in mind that when we fast, we are emptying ourselves so we can fill ourselves with God. And although I'm a fan of the variation fast, any time that medically you have an opportunity to practice fasting with an abstinence of food on some level, you certainly are within the biblical practice of fasting. So today we're talking about fasting, and I mentioned four types of fasts, a partial fast, a normal fast, an absolute fast, and then a variation fast. But I want to ask Really a powerful question. Maybe you're hearing about fasting and you're hearing this conversation and you ask this, how does spiritual fasting work? I mean, is the goal, I'll stop eating so I can get what I want. You know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't say it like that, but, but sometimes I've practiced that. I won't eat and I'll pray so I can get that job. Maybe you're saying, should I buy that house? Let me stop eating and pray and ask God. Or maybe you would say, hey, I'm now leading a small group at the church. I guess I'll go without food on Monday before my group so I can sacrifice, hoping that God will move. I want to frame for us that fasting is not 
about receiving. I want you to listen just carefully for a moment. Fasting is not designed to serve our receiving. Fasting is not that we look more religious. Yes, we can fast and we can pray for clarity and direction. And as we present our needs to the Lord, but I want us to think about what fasting truly is. Fasting is about God. This is about bolstering our relationship with God. So we talk about fasting here in today's episode. And when I look at the second half of the show, we're going to look at Isaiah 58. And we're going to look at three aspects of fasting. But I want us to frame what fasting is by considering the fact that fasting is truly all about God. It's it's an expression of our desire for God. Fasting is, is a behavior that aids our pursuit of Almighty God. Fasting. Fasting is an emptying of ourself so we can fill ourselves with God. We're pursuing God that he would fill us. So when we fast and we pray, it's not fasting to receive what we want, but it's fasting so we can see God's will accomplished. So we pray according to the word of God when we fast, so God's word is accomplished. You know, I'm intrigued that many churches offer a week of fasting to the congregation near the beginning of every year. So they'll start out the new calendar year with a week of fasting. And I, we do that, offer a week of prayer or a time of fasting. And I, I understand that. I, I get that. But to a degree, it causes me to ask the question, what about the rest of the year? Are we just practicing a a ritualistic behavior to start a year with a fast or to pray and to seek God? And that in itself is great, but that's not all that this is about. What I want us to think about is, do we have a rhythm where we can practice fasting to, to, to stroke that rhythm? where we empty ourself and we get rid of ourself and we focus solely on God. See, fasting is not a simple ritual. Fasting is a discipline that helps us express our desire for God. It's a, it's a, a spiritual practice that helps our pursuit of God so we can see God's will accomplished. Fasting reflects a lifestyle of sacrifice. See, when we stop eating or we, we add a variation to our fast, we are sacrificing our wants and our desires and our pursuits, and we're sacrificing our perspective so we can see things from God's perspective. It's a self-denial. But there's a purpose behind this sacrifice, and it's the purpose to know who God is. It's the desire to live out God's purposes and to live out God's mission in our life. So we're talking about fasting today, emptying ourselves so we can be filled with God, with his presence and with his power. So as we talk about fasting today, we're about to take a break, and I want you to stay tuned for the second half of the show. We're going to break down three aspects that are found 
from Isaiah chapter 58. So stay tuned as we talk more about fasting. I want to thank you for listening now. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And as you listen, you're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We're back. Thanks for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In today's episode, we're talking about fasting, and as I mentioned in the front end, we're going to look at three aspects of fasting uh, as we open up the Bible and look at Isaiah chapter 58, and I'm going to jump in right away and get started as I start reading, I believe it's at at verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 58. Here's what it says. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if, that's a powerful phrase, as if they were a nation that does what is right and is not forsaking the commands of its God. I'll keep reading. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. Verse 3 starts like this. Why have you fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and have not noticed? This is interesting because they were fasting, but not seeing God's hand move. And Isaiah actually offers a critique to their worship practices. And, and, And the focus here is on fasting. And as you look at the context, and I'll break this down, Isaiah is painting a picture that people are fasting and praying from the perspective of of a self-serving perspective. They're as if they're pretending to be righteous while allowing injustice and sin to continue in their everyday life. They've said all the right things. They've fasted and practiced spiritual disciplines. And in this text, Isaiah 58, the spiritual practices in themselves, we learn that by just practicing spiritual practices, this does not bring about spiritual maturity in someone's life. It's not just about what you do. Spiritual practices in themselves do not bring people close to the Lord. What they're saying in, in this, their response to God is, why haven't you noticed all of our spiritual efforts? Again, verse 3, why have we fasted, they said, and we've not seen it. We've humbled ourselves and you've not even noticed. See, fasting is not saying, I'm going on a hunger strike, <laughs> so God will act on my behalf. Isaiah indicates that the fasting that was being practiced in Isaiah 58 um, is not a what what it should do is it should make them hungry for something more from God. People should be when you deny yourself physical hunger, you should not pray for what you want. You should pray out of a hunger, a spiritual hunger for God, being hungry for God's will, being hungry for God's 
purpose. And then what I love about Isaiah is he asks the question, but then answers it. He says, yet on the day of fasting, you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. Isaiah 58, 4 continues, your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Hey, as you listen to your discipleship coach, this is usually an encouraging message, but I want us to understand what Isaiah is teaching us. Spiritual behavior and sinful behavior at the same time does not eliminate the sinful behavior. Here's what I'm saying. You can fast, but if you're fighting and you're mistreating others, then you're not fasting with a pure heart. You cannot fast as you do today, the Bible says, and expect your voice to be heard on high. There's something about our heart. There's something about our attitudes when we fast. And as we talk about fasting today and look at Isaiah 58, I want us to look at verse 5. Is this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for borrowing one's, bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? See, this is God's way of saying, you're not living for me. You're actually fasting for yourself. You are selfish. You're mistreating others, and you are not pursuing what I command. And I want us to think about this as we listen today. Just fasting is not moving God's hand to get what we want. It's not even about receiving. Fasting is about a pursuit of God. Do you think that your action, even a dedicated day or a short season of added goodness, will fool me, God would ask? See, fasting includes... um relinquishing our attitudes to honor God. Fasting is not a for me perspective, so I receive, but fasting is that I know who God is. Fasting is not about getting or receiving. See, fasting is about accomplishing God's will and spreading his love and his grace and his mercy. So we talked about, first of all, the first thought is your attitude. The second one is the purpose. I'll read verses 6 and 7. Is not this kind of fasting I have chosen to loose chains of injustice and untie cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked clothe them and do not turn away from your own flesh and blood? What God is saying is you need to pursue me and you need to serve others when you're fasting. It's not about yourself at all. In fact, Jesus said, taught about fasting in response to this, and I'm going to read this from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. Jesus said, When you fast, do not look somber like the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I will tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your face, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to, you, to others that you are fasting. Now listen to this. But only your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So what we're saying is fasting is not about boosting our spiritual ego. Fasting is not about looking spiritual in front of others. That's your reward. But fasting is private. We can do corporate fasts 
And it's also a private expression of love to God. Fasting is about intimacy with God. It's not for show. It's not for public pleasure. It's not for personal spiritual advancement. And what we say is the Father who sees what you do in secret with a pure heart, he will reward you. So fasting is about your attitude, and that's the purpose of fasting. But let me finish today to talk about answers when you fast. I'm fascinated. I'm going to read Isaiah 58, verses 8 through 12, and I'm going to emphasize the word will every time I read this. And I want you to to hear how many times this, this word stands out. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like the well-watered garden, like the spring whose waters will never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise up with age-old fountains. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets and dwellings. Fasting releases God's will. God goes before you. God goes after you. God will answer you. When we fast, the idea is to know God, engage with God, and pray his will because God is present. God will guide you. God will meet your needs. This is the point of fasting. God will make you healthy and whole. God will help you to flourish in your walk with him and to carry his mission. You will be recognized as one who God works through. You will be a repairer of the broken walls. When you fast and pray God's will, you will be a restorer of streets and dwelling. I hope you've enjoyed today's. We've talked through fasting and I want to talk to you, my audience now and ask, are you curious if you're ready to receive coaching? You can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take a free coaching readiness questionnaire. We would love to hear from you. Also, please be sure to follow Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You can follow this show right online or the podcast that we have. But I want to thank you for being a faithful listener to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm thankful for those that sponsor our show. I say thank you to Heritage Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com. I say thank you to Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com. And thank you, Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Today, visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Again, thanks for listening today. I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You've been listening today 
on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's Your Discipleship Coach. Coach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.